you're twice as sure with two great names, Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire brings you Hollywood star time at this new hour. Today we present Murder, My Sweet, starring Dick Powell and Mary Astor with Mike Mazurki. Each week at this new hour, Frigidaire brings you direct from Hollywood radio versions of the finest motion pictures with Hollywood's greatest stars. Today, Hollywood Star Time brings you a radio production based on the exciting RKO picture, Murder, My Sweet, starring Dick Powell and Mary Astor with Mike Mazurki. RKO also are producers of the current picture release, Bad Man's Territory. Now, in just a moment, Murder, My Sweet. You're twice as sure with two great names. Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire, the greatest name in refrigeration, is made only by General Motors. And it is this association of experience with experience, of skill with skill, that makes Frigidaire America's favorite refrigerator today. The seven million Frigidaires built and sold are the best proof of Frigidaire's outstanding record of dependability, of lasting satisfaction. For back of every great refrigeration principle pioneered by Frigidaire, back of every exciting new Frigidaire feature, back of every exclusive Frigidaire advantage, is one all-important purpose, to keep food good to eat. Remember this when you choose your new refrigerator. Remember the record of millions of Frigidaires in millions of American kitchens. And remember, you're twice as sure with two great names. For Frigidaire is made only by General Motors. Now, Murder, My Sweet, starring Dick Powell and Mary Astor with Mike Mazurki. The colorful musical score is conducted by Lionel Newman. Now, let's see. Even a nightmare's got to make some sense. Yes, I see. Well, there was that first night at the office... I was getting ready to close up shop for the night when all of a sudden he was standing there. It. The thing. About seven feet tall and broad in proportion and dressed to kill. His eyes were flat and dull. His body was all brute power. This was brute, almost brainless power. This was danger. You. Hey, you. What brings you here, big one? You're a private eye, huh? You're a private detective, huh? I looked at his hands, hands that could crush a man's skull with a blow. I nodded. I seen your name on a blackboard downstairs. I come up to see you. Yeah? What's on your mind? I'd like you to look for somebody. Well, I'm closed up, pal. Come around tomorrow. We'll talk about it. I look for her where she used to work. But I've been out of touch. Okay, pal. Tomorrow. I'd like to show you where she worked. Look, man, Martin. I just told you I'm all... I'd like you to look for her tonight. Look for who? Velma. I'd like to show you where she worked. At Florian's place eight years ago. You come on. I pay you good. Look. Money. See? Money? Oh, yeah. I remember money. It used to be fun. All right, come on. Show me this Florian's place where Velma used to work. 
Florian's place where Velma used to work eight years ago. A cheap beer joint run by a Mrs. Florian. Old Mother Witch in the flesh or some poor relation. I told her who we were and what we wanted. Look, fella, I'm sorry about your girl. I know how you feel, but I told you she ain't here. She used to work here. Ah, come on, pal. Eight years is a lot of gin. They don't know anything about Velma here. Who asked you to stick your face in? Well, you did. Remember me? I'm the guy that came in with you, Chunky. You hired me. Uh, What are you, a cop? Philip Marlowe, private investigator. Don't be vulgar. My card? Get out of here, Marlowe. Never heard of you, and get out. Look, uh, sister, what about this Velma Valento? I never knew no Velma Valento. And get out of here with that oversized gorilla. You don't Scrum. call me names like that. You don't call Moose Manoy names like that, see? Come on, get out of here before I call the cops. The cops? Yeah, the cops. The real cops with buttons. No cops, see? No cops easy, at all. Easy, 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 Moose. Take it easy. Let's get out of here. Velma worked here. She liked me. She was going to marry me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, let's get out. And I don't want no tin horn private detectives nosing around this respectable joint establishment. See? Look, Moose, uh, what about this Velma? You find her, huh? But no cops, see? Was Velma in some mess with you eight years ago? I've been away eight years, see? Oh. Oh, oh, sure, I get it now. How do I get in touch with you? I get in touch with you. Okay, okay. I'll work on it, big boy. I'll work on it. But in the morning, I forgot about that king-size ape man and old mother witch, Mrs. Florian. I had a different kind of a client. His name was Lindsay Marriott, and he was prettier than a summer sunrise. But he looked like money, so I listened to him. Your job is quite simple, Mr. Marlowe. I'm meeting a man in a canyon near Malibu shortly after midnight. I'm paying him some money. Blackmail? Not at all. Some jewels were stolen from a lady friend of mine in a holdup. I'm meeting the thieves and buying the jewels back. It's that simple. It's that illegal, too, Marriott. But for a hundred dollar fee to be your bodyguard, sure, I'll tag along. Just for the ride. that's how Marriott and I came to be in the darkest, foggiest canyon in California that night. That's how I happened to catch a blackjack right behind the ear. Oh! What's the matter? Are you all right? What's the matter? Are you all right? What's the matter? Are you all right? Huh? Who are you? Oh! I thought... Hey. Hey, you... Whoever you are, come back. I got up, staggered to Marriott's car. I looked in. Marriott was dead. No one but an amateur would have slugged a man with a blackjack as often as Marriott had been hit. Oh, I felt like a doctor who'd lost his patient. I went to the police, told them what little I knew and went back to my office the next morning. But I hadn't heard the last of Mr. Lindsay Marriott, the late lamented. Philip Marlowe, Investigations. Marlowe talking. Mr. Marlowe, I'd like very much to speak to you sometime today. Who's this talking? Mrs. Helen Longstreet. It was my jade necklace that Lindsay Marriott was trying to buy back when he was murdered. Oh, I'll be right over. You don't know the address. 
Let me find out myself, huh? It's more fun that way. I'll be seeing you, Mrs. Longstreet. Offhand, Mrs. Longstreet, how much would you say the jade necklace was worth at the prevailing market? Oh, $100,000. Hmm, do you suppose we should bother with it? You know, you're quite different for a detective. And nice. Tell me about the holdup. I'd been out dancing with Marriott. He was bringing me home when a car on Santa Monica Boulevard forced us to the curb. Some men pointed guns and took the necklace. Then they got in touch with you and offered to sell it back to you. Is that right? Yes. I asked Marriott to represent me. He hired you as his bodyguard, that's all. I'm sorry I didn't do better by your boyfriend. Lindsay Marriott was not my... He was a heel. Such a nice heel. I didn't know there were varieties. I called to ask you if you'll continue in your efforts to help me get my jade back. Is this for love or is it for money? Well, you might buy me a drink somewhere and we talk things over. Uh, uh, Philip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, of the Hoboken Marlowe's. Okay, when do you want to see me? Shall we make it uh, soon? Look me up any time. I'm in the book. Well, <laughs> don't think it hasn't been captivating, Mrs. Longstreet. Oh, are you going? Well, thank you so much for coming over, Philip. And I had a nice time at your party. You're hired, of course, at whatever price. Well, thanks. I hope you get value for your money. I will. Marriott didn't. Hey, 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 you. Stop running. All right. Don't let her hear you in there. Who are you? Oh, your voice, please. Who are you and why were you listening outside this door here? Let go of my wrist. What's your name? Anne Grail. I'm... I'm confidential secretary to Mr. and Mrs. Longstreet. Why were you just eavesdropping on us? I can't talk to you here. Can you meet me at the Five Ravens Club at nine tonight? All right, all right, all right, Annie. It's a date. Meanwhile, don't get caught looking through any strange keyholes. Yes, sir. How many, please? Two. I'm uh, waiting for a lady. Two in a far corner, see? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'll call you when your table is ready. Yeah. Hey, you, Marlowe. Moose, what are you doing here? You come with me, huh? Listen, let go of my arm. I got a date. That's the babe. Look, I'm a big boy now. I blow my own nose and everything. Now stop following me or I'll get mad. That's the babe. I'd like you to come with me. Take it easy on that arm, bone crusher. Another ten seconds and gangrene will set in. I'd like you to come with me, see? Okay, okay. Come on. Oh, just wait till I get to be your size. You'll be sorry. Listen, Moose, this is a nice, fancy auto you got. Runs just like new, but I'd like to get out now, okay? Where's Velma? I told you, I don't know. Haven't been working on it. Someone calls me up on the telephone. Huh? Who called you up on the telephone? Someone says you got Velma. Yeah, who? Oh, well, I'm getting out here anyway, but I'm just curious to know who tipped you off. You tell me now. Moose, let go of my neck. You tell me where to find Velma. Now, Moose, lay off and stop dancing with me. Moose, bring me Velma. I don't know where she is. I'll kill you. Moose, let go. I'll kill you. Oh. Didn't you expect to see me alive again? Where were you tonight? I waited for you in a ditch where a gent named Moose Malloy left me for dead. You know anything about it? What are you talking about? How about inviting me into your cozy little apartment? It's four o'clock in the morning. Oh, listen, sister, you're a hot rock. I ought to toss you to the cops. I'm going to give you a chance. 
Are you going to let me in now or not? Come in. What's the matter? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Hey. Say that again. What? What's the matter? Are you all right? Now I remember you. You were out in the canyon the night Lindsay Marriott was murdered, weren't you? I didn't kill Marriott. Just answer my question. Yes, I was out there. Why? Well, I... I'd overheard Mr. and Mrs. Longstreet talking about something going on out there involving Marriott. I went there, too, because I didn't want anything to happen. Like the old boy killing Marriott for playing around with his beautiful young wife, the fair Helen? Yes. I wasn't going to let Lindsay Marriott ruin that nice old man's life as he ruined my father. Oh, so Marriott hurt your father. Marriott killed my father. <gasps> oh, so you killed Marriott. No, no, I... Uh, no. Then tell me you haven't got a motive, then. Just tell it to me any way you like. All right, all right. My father. Father was a very sweet, a very gentle soul, but not very wise sometimes. One night, I was in finishing school then. One night, father was driving one of his customers home. She'd been visiting his brewery. She was a dreadful woman who ran a beer joint, but a customer. Beer joint? Woman? Oh, uh, just for the fun of it, Annie, does the name Mrs. Florian mean anything to you? No. Oh. Well, go on. Well, to make it short, Father ran over a little girl that night. He wanted to report her to the police, but this horrible woman played on his fears. What it would mean to my future. He lost his head. Hit and run, huh? Yes. You can guess the rest. Blackmail? To the very end. To the very death. How does Marriott get into it? Well, Marriott used to be a small-time talent agent booking acts into fifth-rate joints like that woman's. She told Marriott they entered into a blackmail plot against Father. Marriott had a girlfriend. A dancer was costing him a lot of money. How did he kill your father? Do you know anything about beer? Oh, uh, only what I get in a tall glass. Well, they let the mash ferment in great wooden vats. When they draw off the liquid, the gas of fermentation is left in the bottom of the tank. Yeah, I know, I know. Carbon dioxide, CO2. It's heavy and stays in those vats a long time if it isn't let out. Well? When I was a little girl, father always warned me never to climb down into those great tanks. It was suffocation. Death in the bottom of those tanks. I found, found father in one of the empty fermentation tanks. Dead. It could have been an accident. Could have been, but it wasn't. Marriott had finally ruined him. Father committed suicide that way. The Max Tillotson Brewery closed. Probably passed it. It's near here. It's on Lombardy Street. Max Tillotson, your father? But your name is Grail. I changed it to Grail when I came to work for Mr. Longstreet. Why? Because I wanted to be near Marriott to see what I could see, to bide my time. Well, I was working for Longstreet going to bring you close to Marriott. Mr. Longstreet had married a beautiful blonde ex-dancer. Marriott's old girlfriend? Helen. Oh. Oh, the Greeks and I have another name for her, Velma. Velma Valento. Velma Valento? Helen Longstreet sicked that gorilla moose malloy on me. Did you tell her you were going to meet me at the Five Ravens? No, no, but I always tell Mr. Longstreet where I'll be. Oh, sure. Sure, I'm beginning to get it now. Helen used to work at a place called Mrs. Florian's. Mrs. Florian was the hag that tipped off Marriott to the blackmail scheme on your father. Helen used to call herself Velma. She got in a jam with Moose Malloy, and she's probably wanted by the police. Mrs. Florian and Marriott have been blackmailing her. Sure, why not? She's married to a rich man. When I went to Mrs. Florian's with Moose looking for Velma, the old hag called Helen to warn her that someone was on a trail. Why? Why? Helen is her meal ticket. Helen told Marriott to take me out to the canyon to murder me. 
Helen double-crossed him and killed him. Now, one blackmailer out of the way. See, it all ties together. Yes, darling, doesn't it? Helen, put down that gun. Moose reported that he'd killed you, Philip. Oh? Well, then Moose can't work on my newspaper. Put down that gun. It was thoughtful of me to check here at Anne's apartment, wasn't it? Oh, I learned ever so much outside the door. Well, Velma, what are you planning to do with that thirty-two? Anything substantial? Why, Philip, darling, what's a gun for under the circumstances? Except murder. Murder, my sweet. In just a few moments, Frigidaire will bring you the second act of Murder, My Sweet, starring Dick Powell and Mary Astor with Mike Mazurki. Frigidaire, one of America's great household names, pioneered many of the great refrigeration developments that add so much to American living today. There is no more important example than the meter miser, Frigidaire's famous cold-making mechanism. Consider its name, meter miser, stingy with current, a miser on operating cost producing oceans of cold on a mere trickle of current. When Frigidaire engineers set out to design a mechanism, they wanted one that would do away with complicated parts and the trouble they cause. They set out to develop a mechanism that would do away with oiling and fans and belts and pulleys. And they succeeded. They made the meter miser so dependable that it can be sealed for life, sealed in a bath of oil, so economical that it uses no more current than an ordinary light bulb. That's how the meter miser earned its name. That's why it is called the simplest refrigerator mechanism ever built. So when you choose your new refrigerator, remember only Frigidaire has the meter miser. And remember, you're twice as sure with two great names. For Frigidaire is made only by General Motors. Hollywood Star Time continues with a radio production based on the RKO picture, Murder, My Sweet, starring Dick Powell and Mary Astor with Mike Mazurki. Mike Mazurki soon may be seen in the RKO picture, Sinbad the Sailor. Now, act two, Murder, My Sweet. Helen Longstreet, alias Velma Valento, was holding a thirty-two gun on us. And I knew that a woman who could double-cross Marriott and blackjack him to death wouldn't stop there. I also knew that eight years ago she'd been in some criminal jam with her dim-brained giant of a boyfriend, Moose Malloy. She stood there smiling, then gestured toward Anne and the telephone. Anne, darling, be an angel and call a number for me. Greenbrier 3344. No. Calling Moose Malloy, are you? Will you dial the number, Anne? Go ahead, do it, Anne. I want to see what happens. You sicked your big boyfriend on me earlier tonight, didn't you? Oh, no. Mrs. Florian did. I called Mrs. Florian, and she called Moose. You don't mean to say you're going to let Moose hear your voice now, then? Here's your number. Thank you, dear. Hello, Moose. This is Velma. Velma, yes. I can't speak louder, dear. I'm being held prisoner. Yes, by that cheap detective, Marlowe. No, you didn't kill him. He's here. 
1910 Shoreview Drive, the ground floor. Hurry, darling, I love you. Hurry. Moose will be here in ten minutes. So, Moose will be here in ten minutes. He'll break me to pieces. But you'll go back to the old life with Moose. What's the percentage? We'll wait five minutes and make another telephone call. Why? What's up? You'll see, Philip. Just relax for five minutes. The five minutes are up. Call the police, Anne. I won't. I don't know what deviltry you're up to now, but I won't help you with it anymore. Call the police, Anne. Go ahead, Anne. I I like to watch Helen work. Give me the police department, please. Watch some real technique, Philip, my sweet. Here's the phone. Thank you. Hello, police! Quick, something terrible is happening here. I think I catch on. Two men are fighting here over some woman. They're killing each other. 1910 Shore Drive. Hurry, hurry! Uh-huh, I, uh... I think I follow you. Of course you do, darling. Moose comes in, breaks you in two. Then the police come in and arrest Moose for the murder of Philip Marlowe. Neat? Neat. Now, Philip, if you'll put your hands up and clasp them behind your head, I'll relieve you of the gun in your shoulder holster. Thank you, dear. Um, Moose. Oh, I'm so glad you came. Um, you look just like you used to look. Eight years ago. Only more fancy. Gee. He was keeping me prisoner, Moose. He wouldn't let me get to you. Him, huh? I don't like that, see? Moose, it isn't true. Now, look here, chum. Velma's playing you for a sucker. Don't believe him, Moose. He's clever. He's smart. I gave you money to find Velma. That's right, but all the time You I... cheated me, huh? Listen, Jumbo, get this. Velma is married. He's a liar. You're a liar, see? Velma says you're a liar. You're a liar. Get him, Moose. Get him. I'm going to hurt you. Moose, keep away. I'm going to hurt you. Stop, save yourself. It's the only way. Run for it. Run. I'll see you later, Annie. Stop him, Moose. The window. The window. What? Go get him, Moose. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. I'll get him. I'll hurt him. I'm supposed to be a pretty sharp cookie, a thinker, a brain boy. But if I was so smart, why couldn't I shake this Moose Malloy? Don't run away. I'll get you. I'm big enough. I'm in pretty good shape. But that thing out of a nightmare wasn't human. That was the answer. He wasn't human. He was a wild animal. But without a gun in his hands, a civilized man is no match for a tiger. This was the city. This was Moose's jungle. And he was going to trap me in its deserted alleys. Trap me and break me to pieces. Don't run away. It's no use. I'll get you. I had one weapon. My brain. My memory. Max Tillotson Brewery. Hey, here, it's on Lombardi Street. This was Lombardi Street. I found father in one of those empty fermentation tanks. Dead. Lombardi Street was a blind alley. Only a heavy iron-bound door at the end. The brewery. If the door was locked, I, I was trapped. Now. Now I got you, huh? Now I get you. Now. I flung myself at the door. It held. Again. Again. It moved. I, I found the big fermentation tanks upstairs on the second floor, past another heavy oak door. I flashed my light at one of the huge wooden vats, dusty with age and disuse. I heard the oak door slam in the distance. Moose was inside. 
He was coming toward me in the darkness. Then I let out a yell to let Moose know where I was. Moose! Help! I'm falling! Then I climbed down the yarn ladder into the bath. Hope. Hope the best. Hope. 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 Down. Down. Down into the big tank. Down, Marlow. Hold your breath, Marlow. Save it. You'll need it. All of it. There's death down there. Suffocation. Down. 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 Lie down, Marlow. On the bottom of the floor. Easy. Save your breath. Save it. Hey, you down there. I got you now, huh? Here he comes. He's coming now. It's getting tough. Tough. Hold your breath, Marlo. Hold it. Hold it. Got you now, huh? Break it easy, huh? You run away now, huh? 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 You get up, chief detective. Get up. Get up. Oh. I can't. I'm choking. It's funny, I can't breathe. I can't. I can't breathe. cops had arrived just after I jumped through Anne's window with Moose Malloy after me. They were just leaving when I got back. Helen hadn't expected me back. We don't expect Helen back from where she is, not for a long, long time. What about that, Anne? What about what? In just a minute, mister. What's the matter? I'm repulsive. Why am I, huh? A gentleman always takes his gun from his shoulder holster before he kisses a girl. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dick Powell, Mary Astor, and Mike Bezerke for your splendid performances on this Frigidaire program today. Dick Powell will be back in just a moment. Also, may we express our appreciation to the other members of the cast, Lorene Tuttle, Martha Wentworth, and Jimmy Eagles. Due to conflicting commitments, Joan Bennett was unable to appear as previously announced. This radio adaptation of Murder, My Sweet came to you direct from Hollywood and was written by Milton Geiger with music supervised by Lionel Newman. The entire production was under the direction of Robert L. Redd. 
Mary Astra appeared through the courtesy of MGM, producers of Two Sisters from Boston. Dick Powell appeared through the courtesy of his regular sponsor, F.W. Fitch, and currently may be seen in the RKO production, Cornered. Hollywood Star Time is presented each week with the best wishes of your Frigidaire dealer, who invites you to come in and learn about the famous line of Frigidaire home appliances, electric refrigerators, electric ranges, electric water heaters, home freezers, and a wide variety of refrigerating and air conditioning equipment for homes, farms, stores, offices, and factories. Here again is Dick Powell. Well, Dick, you've certainly turned into a radio veteran these days. Your own regular broadcast each Thursday night, and then guest appearances on shows like Hollywood Star Time. That's right, Wen, and I've uh, turned into a listening fan, too. A radio in every room in the house. Oh, which reminds me. When I go home this evening, I'll make a note on my listening schedule to tune in Hollywood Star Time next Saturday. I want to be sure to hear Olivia de Havilland when she does Morning Glory. So until later, Wendell... I'll say goodbye for now. Okay, Dick, and thanks again. This is Wendell Niles speaking for Frigidaire, made only by General Motors. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.